0: We have in front of us an agenda. Uh, there are already uh, four items to add. Number one will be uh, under uh, uh, under presentations, um, purple rung presentation. Uh, and under uh, section eight, uh, point, and this will be number nine. It'll be a request for a decision regarding public auction of land. Also under section uh, eight, number 10 will be a request for a decision regarding uh, proclamation of September as muscular dystrophy month. And uh, one one other item, and that will be in camera, and that will be personnel. There is, uh, for the benefit of all, a deletion uh, and that will be under adoption of minutes. Item one, uh, the, the minutes from the July 11th, 2016, regular meeting of council are not uh, ready yet for adoption. Uh, can I have a motion or are there any other additions we, we need to make or deletions? Hearing none, I'll entertain a motion to accept the agenda as amended. I so move. Thank you, Deputy Mayor Manzer. All in favor? Uh, (coughs) Excuse me. So that will take us past, there's no uh, minutes to uh, be adopted at this particular meeting. So, uh, Mr. Chris Parker, are there any public hearings? There are none, Your Worship. Okay, thank you. Um, at this point, I'm gonna uh, ask for a special presentation. We have a long time member of this community who has made a, a lot of valuable contributions and that's Betty Lou Monroe. And uh, we, we have a small token of our appreciation and uh, so if we can, we'll make the presentation, if we can have council gather uh, in front here we'll call Betty Lou up and uh... where do I go to the sneak there, yeah, leave
1: it.
0: To present you with a, uh, uh, a a book of photographs, it's a book of photographs about the, Peak, the Peace River in Kahn, uh, and area, and we, and it's with a great deal of love that we uh, pass this along to you. Hopefully, this book will, uh, will maybe. I uh,
2: can't see.
3: <laughs> let <on> <laughs>
4: my crib
0: notes. <laughs> Betty New uh, came to the Peace River at 30 se- by my count 37 years ago. Or is it 30 You're years? right on. Wow. I, I know it was, uh, I, I've been here in 26 or so so you've you outdistanced me. And I think you've, you've made a lot more valuable contributions than I, I've made and will probably ever make and I think well, one of the most notable ones is uh, uh, striking up the Palliative Care Society and uh, and all the work that you've done around there, the fundraising and, and helping families through a lot of bereavement. And I know that uh, with the United Church, you, you're a pastoral counselor, so not only do you help people through bereavement, but also some, some very positive and we meet each other every Tuesday <laughs> at, at, at the grocery store. And it's because you come from doing what?
5: Another volunteer. Activity. I read out loud at the nursing home every Tuesday night yes. <laughs> for a
4: few years.
5: Yeah,
0: and, and so, uh, so that's uh, certainly a, uh, something that other people can volunteer for. And I know that. Uh, and you—you certainly made use of this town. I know that you—you participated in aqua slides, so you make use of our pool and our our, our lovely walking, walking trails. trails. And uh, tai chi is also one of your hobbies. Oh. she did it at one point. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Once,
0: so, yeah. there. Uh, and, but the Tai Chi club is still going on. Perhaps members of the audience want to get into Tai Chi. Is a <laughs> Thursday,
3: there's a Thursday coffee group that Betty Liu has been uh, instrumental in keeping going and stuff like that as well. So it's a lot of newcomers to town start learning English through that group and. Uh, Carry on from there.
0: Yeah, we've got quite a few. Stu- you've accommodated quite a few students from overseas. And I, uh,
5: Not be- at my home, but uh, Thursday morning coffee has been going for 47 years. Wow. June
4: Skip and oh, the doctor's wife.
5: Come on, help me here. Takas. <laughs> um, <No>. Mrs. Takas <laughs> and June Skip. We could hear you in a- formed the group 47 years ago, when June was the hostess for 44 years, she went every Thursday. Now it takes four of us to cover for her. (laughs) We take a turn every fourth. Now they'll have to find somebody to replace this fourth.
0: I'm curious.
6: To, I'm curious to find out how many pairs of shoes you wore out uh, volunteering for the Heart and Stroke Foundation <laughs> and off the doors.
5: This is very thoughtful of you to <laughs> to do this presentation. I will love having this. This will be a treasure, and I've enjoyed meeting you every Tuesday night. No, no frills
0: on my
4: way home. <laughs>
1: Hey, Colin, do you want to add in? Well, I I, I would just add, uh, you know, I guess Linda and I have known you since we came in 81 and I think you and Bud and, and the kids were 79, I think, when you moved here. But I think we've known you, uh, I might beat the mayor by a couple of years, but I think about 35 years. And, and uh, yes, the palliative care stuff, I mean, uh, it. we wouldn't have a palliative program in Peace River if it wouldn't have been for you. and. And uh, well, I was, that, that's a pushing <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't know, you're very, you're very modest, yeah, in right. the formation, but, but, but yeah. may, we will, uh, yes, I, I think uh, we'll surely miss you and, uh, all the best in, end end. and don't forget the pavement comes back. So come mm-hmm. back for those visits as well. But again, uh, we will miss <clears> you <throat> in the community. Miss you for sure. And I
5: will miss the community. Yeah, I sure. love it here. So you say, why are you moving? But uh, I'm getting older, <laughs> and I are think I should. My children are in Edmonton, and I think I should go while I'm able to help with the move. Okay. So
7: that's enough about me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, good right. luck, all and good luck. find a pool and yeah. be
0: happy there. I'll have fun. Oh, good, good. you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> right you
2: <laughs> Mom wanted to be here, too, but she's Maybe sorely.
0: presentations, is the uh, North Peace Navigators. You want me to go one? Yeah, please. Uh, and if you can turn the microphone on, so uh-huh. people can hear you, and maybe state your your name, uh, just for the record.
8: My name is uh, Wayne Dennington, and I'm representing the North Peace Navigators. And we'll start with uh, saying excuse my ignorance if I'm missing out on the formalities. This is my first council meeting. Um, I have uh, come for two reasons today. The first of which is to present a small token of the Navigator's appreciation for financial support last year. It is just simply a poster, and it includes pictures of the provincial champion, uh, as well as the uh, provincial champion, the league champion, and the Western Bronze from last season. Last season was obviously a very successful season for the NAVs, and uh, the NAVs, as I've taken on this year, I've taken on the role of uh, the fundraising lead, and the NAVs will be seeking for uh, support again from the town this year in in the way of uh, a grant. We have received the forms, and uh, so I'll be filling those out and submitting them. the town for review, and uh, I could go through the financial benefits of such a grant for the NAVs. and obviously there are financial benefits to the businesses around town, uh, individual people that take on billets uh, that wouldn't normally have that income, as well as the $30,000 that Minor Hockey receives uh, for the concession funds, and so on and so forth. I I have a list of those financial things, but I think more importantly um, something that struck a chord with me and I thought I'd present that and why I joined the NAWS this year. Uh, I had a great conversation with Albert, as you know is the president and owner of the NAWS and Albert's goal is to build men of character and after getting to know the team last year, I really think that that is their ultimate goal and uh, he is moving towards not only having a, a successful team on the ice, but uh, building young men of character that will become members of the community and support the community. Uh, A lot of them are working in the community and it's for that reason because of his vision that I joined the NAVS and his influence on these young men uh, through the coaching of the team, through the physical training that they have and uh, through the chaplain that they have as part of the team. So they're learning to become Value-added members of, of the community through sport, and that's the reason that I took the the role as a fundraising leader. And uh, their help, I think, more than I'll ever, magnified by the economy that we have right now, will definitely be needed and very much appreciated. So, so we we as the Nows will be seeking for uh, support again this year to help, uh, I guess, field team, seed one. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of where we're going and I hope that you take all those things into consideration uh, when reviewing uh, the the application. Any questions? Um,
3: How many players are on the NAS?
8: There's anywhere from 26 to 30. It floats uh, as the team is developed. Uh, There's approximately 20 players that end up getting billeted. Uh, from outside of the community, and then a lot of them end up residing in the Community Uh, Again, last year was a struggle for finding employment, but in the past, uh, they are asked that they all do find employment of some sort within the community. They come from as far as the U.S. Uh, We had two individuals from the U.S. and then two from Ontario and Quebec this year at uh, the recent trials this weekend. Yes. Yeah, I saw some multimedia posts in regards to the tryouts. How many how many uh, people try out for the NAS this year? Uh, there was 45 head that came out in one way or another, uh, that came out, uh, so it looks like it's going to be a very strong season again this year. So they had, uh, you know, we, we were donated subs for 45 players and they were all accounted for, so yeah. And how many return players? from last year's uh, Don't quote me like they're still finalizing the team roster and whatnot but uh, approximately 70% of the team is returning so a good good chunk of them. We did lose about four or five players to Junior A which speaks to the volume of the talent so there is uh, definitely some loss there of some boys that went to Junior A and uh, based on what we saw at tryouts, there might be some loss from from last year based on the skill set of some of the individuals that have come to try out. Uh, I was talking to some of the different uh, parents and whatnot and the word of winning is definitely a culture that is being uh, uh, spread in the hockey community. And there's a lot of players from East and from Southern Alberta that are wanting to come to Peace River because of that culture. And they're quickly learning and actually, I was talking to one of the players Uh, parents, who's a pastor, and uh, he was encouraged by not only is there a winning atmosphere with the NAWS, but all of the additional resources that uh, uh, go along with this hockey team that is not commonplace in a lot of junior, let it be A hockey or or, B hockey or A hockey. And uh, that is with uh, having a chaplain on the team, having a trainer on the team, there's a lot of extra benefits uh, that the NAWS are able to provide these players. And that's just because of the involvement with the community, so yeah. Uh, one other question with the, uh, because I did
6: have a, uh, a meeting with you and, uh, and yeah. Mr. Cooper, could you share the, uh, uh, the chaplain story with my fellow colleagues around too Yeah,
8: so it, a chaplain was uh, always a part of the team. Uh, the last couple of years there was no chaplain. Um, and then this year we brought a chaplain back into the team. And that chaplain is there uh, as another party uh, for the players to speak to openly about uh, without any repercussion. A lot of times you gotta think these boys are anywhere from the ages of 16 to 21. Um, they they don't want to talk to coaching staff uh, because they feel that their ice time's gonna be limited. Um, they may be reprimanded in some way, whether it's tangible or intangible. So they're actually quite scared uh, in a lot of cases to talk to it the coaching staff. So the chaplain is there um, uh, as a means for guidance, uh, whether it's religious, whether it's just uh, somebody to talk to, um, but guidance nonetheless for these young folks to help steer them and make great decisions in their life, good decisions in their life. You have to think that a lot of these guys, I mean hockey's a rough sport and uh, there's certainly certainly a connotation that goes along with that. They may not have parents that are residing here. They may not have any relatives that are residing here. They may be just staying with a billet that they may or may not know very well, and they need somebody to talk to. So the chaplain is there uh, as a means of that outlet and allowing these young men to have somebody to talk to in the time of need or as they learn to adapt and, and grow into young men.
0: I probably should give you fair warning that uh, funding will, funding sources are drying up pretty quick, and in fact, <laughs> the uh, funding source for this year is pretty well exhausted.
8: Sure, that has been uh, definitely uh, explained to me, and forgive me, I don't remember who I was speaking to with that regard. But the application was uh, because the navs have funding in 2017 when they went to Provincials and Westerns, the application will be made such that it will be uh, in the upcoming year in 2017. So, uh, as opposed to this year. Yeah, sir, just wanna,
0: just so you're, I know you're the funding, uh, the fundraiser, but uh, (laughs) uh, don't, uh, yeah, don't uh, pan us in. No, that's fair.
1: <laughs> we're at, if you haven't heard, we're trying to build an arena. So, it, it's true. whatever amount you ask us, I'm going to take it in times about 20 and
8: then come and see the now. So. <laughs> there you
1: go. So,
8: okay. No, we realize the economic constraint and, and trying to run a team. We two are handcuffed by the same economic standards. So, absolutely. Okay, great. Thank okay. you very much. So, you. We're, who wants this
3: thanks
0: for your time okay thank, thank you. you so uh up next uh, under presentations is uh purple run all right uh, take a picture uh, the presenters can come forward and
8: Turn on the microphone
0: and... Uh, for the record, just read your names into the uh, microphone. My
5: name is Trudy Pleasure. I'm Bill
4: Sheets. Thank you. Right. you
5: Welcome. Good afternoon Mayor Tarpey, and councillors and the many people who are in the audience behind us here. We're, we represent Purple Rung. My name is Judy Fisher, and I'm one of the directors of Purple Rung. We, we've noticed in the community that there's quite a population of people inhabiting the streets at the moment. People roam the streets, sit on the benches during the daytime. Sometimes ask passers by for money, sleep in the post office, sleep in bank vestibules, or on the riverbank, or in the park, wherever they can find shelter. People in the community are respond in different ways. Many people I know will offer money or food. Some people are angry and would would like to see people removed. Uh, Some people street, those on the streets as if they're invisible. But we're all uncomfortable. And this, of course, is not a new issue in Peace River any more than it is anywhere else. We, but a lot of communities are taking steps. Different places in the world are, are taking steps to make sure that all people are taken care of in a better way and not exposed to the elements. For example, we've, as we've been researching and reading and talking to people, we've learned that in Europe, every municipality has has an area that's provided for the Roma people, the nomadic, gypsy people who uh, move from place to place, and every municipality has a place for them to be. In California, we've learned every, by state law, every municipality is required to have uh, a designated place where homeless people can be without question. So the zoning, every every municipality has appropriate zoning set up so that homeless can be somewhere. And we we're learning that people that communities in Alberta, including Hinton, is one that we've that we've discovered, are are looking into housing bylaws that will accommodate something for people who are homeless or who are on the street or somehow under housed. So we, we hope that Peace River will be will see fit to take steps to assist people to get out of the kind of dire straits to that put them in these conditions. We, we want to, we take note that last year when Syrian refugees were in need of, of places to be, people in Peace River and around the world, just opened their arms and hearts. And that was because war and politics made it impossible for them to have homes. It was completely beyond their control. And the same thing with Fort McMurray. Last year, uh, people had no control at all over the circumstances that led them to losing their homes. And we rallied. We supported people in every way we could. And I I offered the point of view that people who live on the street in Peace River and elsewhere are victims of circumstances also beyond their control, whether they come from domestic abuse or mental health issues or addictions issues or some kind of disastrous circumstances, loss of work that will put them out of their homes. So they don't have perhaps family that will welcome them or they don't have an income to support a home and don't have a safe and secure place to be. We have found a statistic just this last week that 48% of Canadians and 50% of Albertans live from paycheck to paycheck, which means we're, many people are teetering on the edge of disaster in, in case of job loss. So we, the Purple Rung Foundation believes that people, most of the people on the street at any given moment, there is a homeless element, but often are in a life transition and need a boost of some kind. We have a proposal that will cost less than is spent right now by governments. Governments put a lot of money into policing, incarceration, emergency medical services, emergency housing, and we believe that we have a a model that would cost the municipality nothing, and uh, nothing but zoning bylaws that would need changes, and the total cost run through grants would be far less than what's <coughs> currently being spent by governments at all levels. So, purple rung, first of all, uh, is uh, a symbol. We we have a symbol of a ladder and uh, a, the rainbow, the prism of colors that starts from the bottom, purple, and moves up through. So purples uh, purple would be the first step up a ladder out of a desperate si- situation. We we believe that there's only four basic things, and this is what Purple Rung is looking to help with. Water. People need water, people need a toilet, people need protection from the elements and a safe place to sleep. And these are the four things that we that we, that Purple Run is founded on, is the most basic, um, without the intention of trying to be all things to all people, just filling a gap where um, where people don't have a place to be. So our model is one that provides an an address, because with an address, a person can be found by, by people from services that already exist in the community, agencies and services. Purple Run can provide a, a, a point of uh, to network from in a safe shelter that a person, Bill will talk about the, the shelter itself, and support agencies' mental health. From that place, people can access the existing soup kitchens, food banks, um, Salvation Army, and there there's so many services already in existence for people. But we believe that a central location, like a, an address, which which Purple Run's model would provide, is key, and uh, would also provide a a place for access to Wi-Fi. We think that being connected to the internet is pretty close to being a fundamental need now as well. Before um, before I. Before Bill speaks, I'm wondering whether we could put our a brief presentation into the Wi Fi or into uh, one of these screens. It's on YouTube if we're connected here. We well you
9: could have hacked it here. <laughs> <laughs> Should've said that first. It's, it's more or less just a just a small commercial of what mm-hmm. Purple Rung is.
5: What, what Bill is doing is accessing the website and we have a brief YouTube video that gives a nice overview of, of what Purple Run is up to, what P're we've P're done so far. P'reusional. Is there
10: sound
0: in it? Yes. See, we don't even have access to Wi-Fi. You're on software. <laughs> 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 access to Wi-Fi.
4: <laughs> so, we don't have look like, at speakers, so just If I have one of these little units, can are
11: help me save up for attending my schooling for parents, you <laughs> your as a chef? I'll start it again, so that's If I have one
4: of these little units, Help me
12: save up for attending my schooling for my red seal as a chef. How can I engage in the society? How can I empower myself to
10: learn more about who I am if I don't have nowhere to go? The foundation of this well balance lifestyle is nothing but sense of belonging our aim is to engage the marginalized population
12: connect them with community provincial and federal services and agencies provide opportunities to meet their needs whether they be centered around skills training addictions physical or mental
4: health or just a safe secure place from which to build hope. A transitional shelter. And this shelter has heat, air conditioning,
9: control, it's safe, a comfortable environment, and they're accessible. A pod of five to nine of these things can be set up in any city in Canada that expresses a need. A 10% of the
10: Because they are uneducated or because they are unemployed. No, because they never had that opportunities to explore their educational needs, to explore their employment needs, to explore what is inside their desire to grow, their desire to socialize, their desire to contribute. And then we see someone who is homeless, hopeless, helpless, we tend to
4: close our eyes and reject those Join us, because you matter. You matter, I matter, and the homeless matter. Thank you. Come and join us, because you matter, your voice matters.
10: because I matter, and my voice matter, and together, we all matter.
12: Our voice is Thank you. Let's move the mic back up here where I can speak. Uh, thank you. Um, um, again, I'm Bill Sheets. I'm one of the uh, directors for Purple Run. Um, when we're when we're talking about this topic and this this subject and 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 how to and how to talk about these shelters and and, and what's a good definition for them, uh, it's difficult to put them into a definition because of of um, some of the design features. Uh, some of the intended usage. Um, one that we find comes closest to is the idea of a transitional shelter. And uh, when I was talking with Trudy the other day about it, I said, the shelter is just the manifestation, it's just the, the physical thing of it. But it's really a life transition that people are going through. So these are life transition shelters. The idea that uh, this is the place that they can walk at night and be safe. The place that they can, um, from which to gain a foothold, Move towards a positive direction for themselves. So, when we looked at um, some definitions for these kinds of shelters, and in our presentation to you, that you should have, uh, I think everybody would have received at the meeting, uh, talks about some of the definitions of what emergency shelter, or transitional shelter, and supportive housing would be. Um, these were taken from a from a report from the SB two, which is a California uh, uh, legislation that's, that talked about how do you, you know how do you help uh, municipalities look at this issue and, and give them the supported structure to say, um, um, move forward in this. And here's, we're gonna give you some definitions and some language to use for it. One that we found came closest for us was, like I said, transitional shelters. Uh, the target target population they mentioned in, in their presentation about uh, <coughs> with low incomes, having one or more disabilities, including mental illness, uh, they mentioned HIV or AIDS substance abuse, or other chronic health conditions, or individuals eligible for services provided through other social programs. Uh, being part of the target population, and, and we we uh, adopt that as well and say, we're basically talking about the same kind of people. Uh, we're, we're talking about people that are in need of a place to start. Um, so this model would allow our chronically homeless persons and persons at risk of homelessness, the swiftest and most accessible path to achieve the functional end of homelessness, Sorry, to achieve the functional end of homeless, homelessness in our community. Um, this is a structure that, but really the approach is more of a holistic approach. This is just a place to have people so they can get connected to services, better connected to services, and it's a place where they can um, um, they can care for each other, uh, and they can and they can work to a sense of community. Um, it's interesting, uh, the idea that um, they're not, maybe hard to envision, but they're not too big. When they become too big, then that's where issues can happen, when there's too many people of one kind together like that. They're big enough that it's a sense of community. We're talking about uh, five to nine people, uh, um, units, right? Uh, and so then it, then it's uh, uh, it's manageable that way, um, where where you can shut out those distractions or shut out those temptations or shut out those other places that you that uh, you know um, lead down a path that you know, will continue the cycle, and so it's a place to say no, this is for me and this is my place, and in my place I need to I need to recuperate for myself. Um, giving them a fixed address that's the key here and I think in a lot of respects it's giving them a place that they 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 lock they they have their own code for it uh uh and their our model side uh has the uh the, the new lock installed in it. it's, it's it's fairly high-tech and it's uh uh wireless access through mobile device or uh, biometrics uh, fingerprint coded or uh also uh, keypad keypad <coughs> excuse me so so the idea that you can walk other people out you walk the rest of those uh, uh, temptations if you will and have a place a safe and secure place for yourself um, in terms of the d- design criteria um, these things are like a truck camper sized sleeper units okay and and when we when we talk about the building code and how these things fit with the building code uh, there are some some important features to know about it The minimum requirement for uh, space for occupancy um, um, is in our handout here as well. I believe it's, um, I got it right here. Oh gosh. Uh, It's under the standards on page seven. Yeah, the bottom of page seven. So, you know, 32 square feet uh, is minimum occupancy. Uh, for for a bedroom for a person for a unit uh, with 197 cubic uh, feet of air. Okay, these standards even the smallest one is larger than that, so they meet those requirements. Um, uh, they all modulize so they can be assembled and disassembled, or or uh, put together uh, in a short period of time, or replaced if there's need for uh, uh, some repairs or that sort of thing as well. So, you uh, know, I mean, taking the whole thing apart, you take out the hangar unit. Um, they, they have a twin bed, a microwave, a fridge, a coffee maker, and a toaster. That's, that's the extent of it. It's not, it's not full, full blown kitchen facilities here. We're talking about a safe place to, to put your stuff and to keep your stuff. Uh, I think the access to Wi Fi and, and the connectivity that is, uh, is an interesting uh, uh, component to this this uh, model that says that it's not just a safe place to, to to be. It's not like an emergency shelter. This is your own space. You have control of it to a degree. But you also have the ability to access the outside world. You're not marginalized away from the outside world. You're, you can engage with it and be a part of it. Okay, um, uh, there the HVAC system, the water heating system, uh, those elements—they're all electric. So, there's, there's, in order to in order to hook these things up, essentially, we need a two hundred amp service to the main to the main um, um, bathroom pod. Okay, the main bathroom uh, portion of it, and then all the units are plugged into that. Um, uh, water and sewer. Oh yeah, water water sewer, Sorry, hooked up to water and sewer as well. That's correct. Uh, so. It, in that respect they're not they're not an exhaustive or, or really difficult to to you know put together or put on a, on a site on a location um, getting back to the, the standards one of the, the things that under the current code uh, building code for for uh, housings uh, talks about uh, multiple person dwelling is that that they should have access to a bathroom without leaving the facility of leaving the building to get to it. And so that's our only, that's the one, I'm gonna, straight up front with you, is, is the one rub for us here, is the idea that they're designed so that you come out of your sleeper unit and you go to use a, a bathroom, uh, which also walks by the way, <laughs> obviously. But the idea that um, um, that's for a code that's talking about as a housing residence, okay? So that's where, again, I'm looking, we're looking for the town for some help and understanding what's the best way to, to talk about these units in order to find a code that matches them because I'm going to tell you these units exist we're not we're not the first person to think of putting someone in a truck camper sleeper unit or whatever that's something that seems undersized okay so so it's a matter of getting the, the right understanding of, of what code is going to apply for these kinds of units <coughs> excuse me um, uh, and of course, that, that a bathroom is not shared for more than eight people. That's the other uh, that's the other aspect of it. And in a in a larger configuration, uh, up to nine or ten people, this this could be designed to have two bathrooms. So it will work that way. All the access would be from exterior scaffold type stairway stairway and railing. Um, um, and I think for its future units may include a common area or kitchen or a lounge area for gathering among the tenants, depending on the location, depending on the, on the need of, the, of that particular community. Um, I, I'm going
4: to ask a question
0: right yeah. now. Sorry. And I don't know if you're going to address this later on, but sure. you know, I uh, think of uh, housing units for uh, the John Howard Society, uh, Houses where we uh, where we transition uh, people, uh, individuals with mental handicaps. I don't know if that's the correct term anymore, but uh, with 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 disabilities, and, and they're in in they in suburban areas. They blend in with the community, and uh, and uh, there is a lot of opposition to these to. To even those those type of uh, projects, and and they're blended into the community. They, they fit into the suburb, and, uh, and like you talk about all the easy stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know it doesn't. Uh, you, you build a you build a unit. You got a bathroom. You tie it into the uh, to the infrastructure, but the psychological uh, part about. Putting it into a community um, because I'm I I can already envision some opposition to this. Um, so how do we? So do you have a plan to get around that? Like that's the hard part. The easy part is putting in a building. Yeah, have a Go ahead. Um, I I guess my my thought is
5: that it's I, I understand what you're saying and yet the people on the street is harder than that for, for people to accept and to um, most people just don't think that it's right that we have people sleeping on the street and so I think saying that it's okay or we're not going to change or do anything about people sleeping on the street is a lot harder sell as a as a decision than than creating something that might be hard to swallow
0: for some people. Well, I'm I'm not saying that we we shouldn't reach out and and, and offer people in this situation a handout, but but you know very well the, the uh, you know I I don't know anything more more uh, heartfelt than than. Uh, Having a, a, a housing unit in the middle of the suburbs and and allowing trying to allow uh, people with mental disabilities integrate them into society, and, and you I I hear it every three four months they try and do this in Edmonton and in neighborhoods and of course the opposition becomes enormous I don't know why you think the opposition wouldn't be here in Peace River. and be sure, and. You know, I, I I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying is, the you know, you can come here and say, well, we got a building, you, the town, figure out where you're going to put it. That's that's the hard part, and that's what we would want help with. Um, uh,
12: building a, a unit is is not not the issue. I understand, and and that's part of our ask. That's part of what, what we get to. is the idea that that that. To work in, in, in conjunction, in concert with the town, to to look at you know the possibility of a, of a land use bylaw or discretional discretionary use uh, bylaw that that would say okay, let's get some words on paper that say we like the idea, we think it's a good idea, and I think it's a it's a good model that's going to help to alleviate what we see is uh, you know an existing. You know, <laughs> A long time. I mean I, I moved here in sixty <coughs> seven. Okay, and there were people sleeping under the bridges that were there. And then um, so it's a long time thing or a long standing problem. So so where's a model that might work for our community that says, okay, with the right understanding of where it could be situated and I don't like honestly Tom, I don't have I don't have a, a place on the map to say put it there, right? And I don't wanna come to the meeting with that. I wanna come to the meeting with an understanding that if it's something that that we that are serious about wanting to address, let's explore it. Let's look at it. Let's let's you know send someone from your staff to come sit with us, or we'll come and talk with people and and say what are some options. And the understanding that I don't want to park this in someone's backyard. I want this to be in a place where it's mutually agreed upon for both communities, all communities. Uh, that 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 understanding that that the, uh, um, um, what it's purpose is and how, we're, how we're, we're holding it to that purpose, right? The idea that this is not long-term housing for anybody. This is six months to a year, right? The intake, uh, uh, we discuss those other parts of it, but the intake idea that, that uh, you're prepared to work on a plan to better yourself, and these are some steps you'd like to take in the next six months or a year. Great, we're gonna help you get there. We got a place, we got some connectivity for you. We got something that's gonna, that's, that's the first step, that's the purple one for you. So, um, So, well, I, I agree. I,
0: I, be I, I'm a guy that likes case histories. So, do, do you have case histories of successful implementation of a of basically a unit that, uh, that you're speaking of here?
9: Um, uh, okay. I think I could maybe address more
0: directly um, your concern. Um, I don't, don't think it's my concern. I, I'm envisioning what, what's going yeah. to, it's not an easy thing, and I think we all need to understand that, that you, you're, there's going to be opposition out there, and you know what the opposition there's going to be people talking about their property values they're going to be talking about uh we're just enabling this this type of lifestyle and this is i'm i'm not this isn't me talking i i can envision these arguments happening and and if we're going to work together you, you can't give us the hard job and give yourselves the easy job of, of building a building and putting
9: and putting it down somewhere. So
0: we need to understand that.
9: Yeah. And, and, and I believe we do, Tom. Uh, um, the easy job that we're presenting here is simply a matter of zoning. And I think to to, um, to make it palatable, I think we need to understand that this is not an emergency shelter. This is not um, a group home. What, what this is is basically a small, small apartment. And it's something that we don't expect to operate. We expect to be at the mercy of the existing social work um, community that says housing first is a proven method that works in this country and across the world. And uh, it's proven um, mostly uh, monetarily. In other words, without barriers to give a person an apartment or a place to be, uh, that's the beginning. That's the first step of him coming along getting the counselling and the, and, and the support that he needs. Um, we believe that that may be flawed in a couple of ways, uh, although it works, um, I think a better model is not a whole apartment, but something small, something where the people can feel secure and that they have a, a place to be and they know they're gonna be there for six or eight months or a year, and they have a plan and they, and they have a goal and they, they're getting the therapy that they need. We're not offering, we're offering a place for that to happen, for that to take place. But but be, to be clear, um, we know that no one wants a destination, we know that there, there's a not in my backyard um, mentality about the, 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 the common perception of these types of people, but we want to change that. We want to say that this is not enabling a bunch of characters to be drinking in the backyard. What this is, is five to nine people with a plan The door that they can shut, and they're alone in there, and and they're tiny little little shelters. And the the perception is what we see now. Um, This is a proactive way to help these people help themselves. Uh, This is not enabling them to all crowd in the backyard, and we've seen that. We've seen what happens, and it it scares people. We don't want to scare the community with we're going to put this. Now we're going to attract a whole bunch more. That is not at all what we want to do. What we want to do is we want to, to, to gain a buy-in from the social community to help um, assess these people and count them. And what you see on the streets is only the small, um, the edge of the problem. Those are the chronic people that that really don't have any place to go, but for every one of those, there's two or three people out serving, trying to finish school, or. Or, or, or trying to exist um, in, in, in an apprentice and, and whatever. What we wanna do is make these things available for
4: is six months through years, maximum two years, and make them available
9: to people like um, uh, who look now for the affordable housing. And what's, what's flawed, the second flaw in the Housing First model is that affordable housing, if it exists at all, Isn't affordable. Even subsidized by 10%, a lot of these people cannot make it. Here's a model that they can actually, without barriers, uh, and by without barriers, that means without them going through a lot of hoops, without them quitting drinking, you don't quit addictions overnight. It's going to take some time and some counseling, but they're going to only get the counseling from having a secure spot to be found to be able. to have a, an address where they can not only physically but they can be found uh, online or they can be found with, uh, with with contact information and that is proactive and that's how we're going to change lives and 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 we know that we've already changed lives and uh, just just from that accident that happened that people started moving into these things before they were even done they're parked in the backyard and and like they find every other nook and cranny. We found people in them, and it was very interesting to get to know them. Um, I respect that. Uh, that's not what East River wants, is to see these people accumulate in one spot. Not what we want here. Um, we want to change the change the way that this is looked at. And we know for a fact, with research, that this is going to be a fraction of the cost. It costs $120,000 per homeless person in Canada today. Um, when you add up incarceration, the, the cost on the, on the legal and the and services, the frostbites and the, and the health, um, it, it's such an outrageous price. If we could help them before instead of after with Band-Aids, but we can help them before with a place to be and, and have professionals. And, and, and since this thing has started, it's already evolved with professional opinions. And we hope that we can all be part of this professional uh, organization that's going to throw in with this and say, let's try it. And, and, and Tom, you, you want to see uh, you want to see a track record? Please understand what we're here for, is zoning that we can set up, the first one and make a track record, collect some information. Uh, with that, um, you will encourage us, I promise, to do a second and a third one. A distance away from it so there's not a designate
13: or not a destination. Um I uh take okay. yep. over uh, ten minutes of your time sure would that track quicker yeah can I just talk like this or is okay.
2: uh, the mic so I
13: can hear things. Dave, Dave I'm glad you showed up. Dave uh, uh Dave Malapy. state your name Dave Malopie um I've been in Peace River since about 79 and right now I am an Aboriginal liaison for School Division 10. I'm on the executive committee of the Alberta Native (coughs) Friendship Elder Society and I'm also an Aboriginal advisor for K-Division 2 or K-Division I believe it's called. This is where I sit today, but I think back now, I'm gonna just kind of go back in time in the sense of, I look around here and I see the statue of 12 foot Davis here, and I think that man at one time would have accepted anyone in his place or leave his door open for anyone. That's what Peace River was built on. I remember when I helped the town participated in the town getting the Winter Games. I can't remember what year, but um, that was a big part of the presentation to the people that were gonna choose which place these games were gonna happen. And that story came out with the help of uh, many people in this community. And so I see where things come together, and I understand exactly what you're saying, is how do we sell it to the people? One of the things I see is we could sell Peace River in 20 years to look like where I grew up, and that's on Hastings Street in Vancouver. I went back there to visit it and say goodbye to it, whatever it may be, when the witness blanket was up here. Um, and when I went back, I couldn't believe how developed it has become in a sense of. Street kids at one time and zombies today, right out in the main front, like blocks, but Hastings Street mainly. And I see Peace River, maybe 30, 40 years, same thing, there's going to be a place where these zombies, Edmonton, unless something's done. And, and when I came here, it was very hard to sell myself. To many people until i got my grade 12 diploma uh, at Fairview high school in 94. and then i started to move as an intervention worker on the streets here with the young people and that's kind of where i got my beginning as uh dealing with well not dealing but working getting to know and dealing with the, the street kids in peace river and today now i i work with many organizations kind of spread out. Um, employed by school division ten with understanding, of, well, if you have to go to Karate can help, you gotta go here and help. Just from the uh, the way I approach different problems. And I see your your concern here. How do we sell it to the community with the prices and the prices? And it's it's um an investment that unfortunately has been put into, at one time when the correctional center was put here, it probably wasn't accepted with open arms, but it's here now. And as a uh, habit, people come through court, people go to the correctional center, people come out, we ship them to wherever they came from. Uh, The women's shelter, probably the same thing. We don't want that here. We don't want angry husbands searching their wives down in our community. But it's here and it's working. Um, there's many things, many new problems. Like we talk of the homeless people, visual here, but in my job I see so many couch surfers. Um, um, and I, this is what I've got to share. This in a sense of the homeless, I find are the most honest people in the community. I find. The ones that are kind of hiding, moving around from place to place will steal, rob, because they're dealing in the drugs out of sight. But that is a problem too. And it's either go to the correctional center or there's been some in the correctional center who have said, God, I wish there was a place where I could get the, the talk you give here. How, I wish there was a place where I didn't have to go back to my community to get help. If there was a place to stay I would not go home I would seek out the help I need and I see this as kind of the storefront um, of that particular uh, maybe deterring our young people from going to the correctional center cycle and eventually seeking out the help and the work they need because before I got my grade 12 education, I was in a correctional center, correctional center, correctional center, because I had the drugs and the, well, not the drugs, I was a drinker. That was before the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a problem with authority. Authority was not a good thing going through the residential school system. Government, police, all of them just get angry, get physical, go to my home down there. But today I see an opportunity in Canada, in Peace River, where we didn't think we'd ever get that witness blanket here. We did it. It was successful in a way that us on the, that used it for that holistic balance, which uh, Bill used that word. And now I see these little buildings, these little shelters are again, that stepping stone to the new way of dealing with avoiding Hasty Street in our community in 20 years. I have never lived in Peace River other than the correctional center. Brimshaw's uh, my home, uh, Outer Town's my home, but in a sense that a community I work with and the friends I have is all in Peace River, whether they be uh, up on the saddleback, up different high-end places, or, sitting on a park bench, it doesn't matter. And that's where our community, that's where us is, I can't tell us who we are, but we are human beings. And we do have to, you're voted in by the people of this community. So you have to try to please those people in the community. But these people in the community in which we talk about are still people in the community with the park. just. There without the problems, the mental problems, the mental illness, um, hidden <coughs> posts in the closets that they bury with the uh, substance abuse, whatever it may be. But sitting in the mall when I first started on the streets as an intervention worker, my office was in A W, and the staff kind of knew I'd hang out there and. St- young people would come hang that we have coffee and that's where I do my my work and I see this as just a bigger stepping stone from a table in AW to a place where the agency people that help the ones in need will be able to find them or they'll these uh, people that have that were found in that shelter one of the young men he, I met him in a correctional center. He, available for Aish, to get off the streets, get into his own place. But his pride told him, No, I'm going to work. I'm not going to take Aish. I'm not taking a handle. So he stayed out there until he found security. And he got. He was so. He found such a boost. Just when I went down to look at these places, he invited me in. Come look. This is beautiful. This is awesome. This, It gave him that sight of hope, a purpose in life, something. I'm not sure what the title would be, but... And now he's a working person in Peace River. He just needed that moment, whether it's the magic of this, the magic of maybe talking to one of these people who were involved in this, or just being accepted and being able to walk around there freely without being judged. I don't know, but like I say, we could... I'm not wishing bad luck on Peace Server, but it's like anywhere there's a problem. And eventually that problem starts on a block. And being from Peace Server so long, I know at one time before a mini-golf course was built, there was a park back there that was used by many of the people we talk over there, people before them. The park was built, but the... People are still there, just shuffling around. I see more places where no public washroom, no public washroom, because they don't want to make their buildings. And that's the right, I guess. But um, there's there's a problem at home in our front yard, in our backyard, and we have to look at after it here. Not worry about what's the reputation over here, over here. Our problem, our people. I have never seen this. I I just went crazy when I saw this. This community had—I've sat in so many meetings about a men's shelter, men's shelter, men's shelter for 20 years now, and it's still at the table talk, talk, talk um, because of red tape, because of uh, insurance seems to be the big thing. But there's many excuses out there. But I see this as kind of that big gap that's been. We've all been walking around, and I don't know if that's going to help you in the sense of. Uh... Well, I think we could talk about this all night, mm-hmm. um,
0: we're, and we won't, and we still won't solve the uh, the uh, s- social issues of, of, of East River, never mind the world. Uh, this is probably uh, this this was probably a presentation that was probably better. Uh, for what we call our governance and priorities committee, but uh, maybe Bill, I can get you to wrap it up and, and tell us what you, in you know, a succinct manner, what you were hoping to get out of this. And uh, um, I still think there's lots of work that needs to be done. And uh, we, we uh, there are a no, no, number of other items on the agenda, and we won't yeah. be able to. Uh, to uh, to uh, come up with a solution on like yours just today. And, yeah, I understand that, and, and certainly that wasn't our intention.
12: Um, to summarize, really, what we're looking for is is uh, uh, certainly a blessing from the town that, that the the idea that we're talking about here is worthy of consideration. Uh, we'd like we'd like to either uh, uh, have the town have a representative from on our foundation, or or um, uh, so at least meet with us and talk about what are some of the issues around zoning bylaws and and how do we how do we move forward in that step? And I know that and I and I appreciate the concept that that's easy to do: change a stroke of pen and we got something on paper. And boom, now we can put a building on the ground. But that's and it, and this it doesn't solve the problem. But without that first step, we cannot solve the problem. So the idea of Meeting with us or being part of our committee, a, a localized committee, and this is the way the structure is of the foundation is to have a, a, a directorship, but also have within this community have a, a group of partners that can work towards that problem. Uh, that will be different in different communities. So this is our first one, and that's what we're looking for. And our ask is on the back page of our, of our presentation to you to to to, uh, to look at, at changing uh, land use, um, Okay. Okay. Okay, and any other? We we do have a structure outside. I don't know what your recess is, or if you have time to come and look at it, but we'll leave it out there for a while. And uh, just to get a sense of what a unit looks like,
2: if you've never been in one, it's recess that's a school teacher term, right? (laughs) Thank you. Great, thanks.
0: It takes us through your presentations, and we're actually going to recess for uh, 10 15 minutes uh, just so that uh, counselors can wrap up my Thanks. Council. And the item before us <coughs> is uh, is bylaws and item number one under bylaws is uh, a request for decision on bylaw 1983 for third reading. And it's, uh, it looks like uh, Mr. McClague and Ms. Boney are going to lead the discussion. Perhaps you can refresh our memories as to what bylaw 1983 is
11: about. Okay, good evening. Uh, Bylaw in 1983 had uh, two purposes. The first was to remove the forms and fees from the land use bylaw. Uh, This is to avoid a situation where administration doesn't have the authority to make an improvement to the form um, that administers our land use bylaw without coming to council. And also to remove the duplication of the setting of the development related fees as that is taken are currently done by bylaw at 1977 and at the moment they're also inconsistent so we wanted to remove the inconsistency and leave all the fees in one bylaw uh, the second purpose for the bylaw was to amend the caretaker office residence uh definition and regulations associated with that within the language bylaw uh since second reading council had some questions with respect to restrictive covenants, uh, and which was one of the regulations for that section was that uh, a restrictive covenant would be required to ensure that the caretaker unit was not given separate title. So since that time, staff has done some work to ensure that we had the regulation correct. And essentially, what we've discovered is that the town absolutely does have the ability to require a restrictive covenant on title under section 651 of the Municipal Government Act. However, that only works in situations where there is a Piece of benefiting municipal land adjacent to the par- the parcel where the caretaker's suite would be, uh, because that's how restrictive covenants work. There has to be a benefiting piece of land and the land that's giving the benefit. So that means that there might be some circumstances within the town where, because we have so many roads that are highways and technically are not municipal jurisdiction, we might have some situations where we wouldn't have a piece of benefiting land that we could. Uh, that on to. So we amended the draft bylaw uh, simply to, we still allow for a restrictive covenant that may be required on the subject property, but we also have a, a more general regulation that simply states that a caretaker dwelling unit shall not be subject to separation from the principal development through a plan of subdivision. So that means that that condition generally can apply to all uh, of those approvals and enforcement could still happen if ever that situation were to arise, so we we could deal with it from an enforcement s- standpoint. But the sub-regulation allowing for the restrictive covenant would mean that we're doing our best to prevent that situation from ever happening in the first place. But there are some circumstances where we couldn't do that if there was no benefiting land that we could put that covenant onto. So. We have made it a May rather than a shall and given a little bit more flexibility, but the option is still there.
2: So before, in order to subdivide, and, uh, excuse my ignorance, I'm assuming that the town as a municipal authority has to okay the subdivision plan or can that just go through from?
11: For a con, if the caretaker residence was already there, so that physically both of the developments are there, the industrial use and the caretaker residents are both there, then it can go through a condominium plan of subdivision and that can happen through land titles only. So in that case, uh, the town doesn't necessarily get the ask as part of that process.
2: So there is some risk, but what you've done has dealt with the main concerns that at least I had last time.
11: And we can put that would the Covenant on, so in those cases, if that subdivision process were to be initiated, then it would be on title and they hopefully would then come to the town and say, and they should, if they follow the proper process, they would come to the town and ask for that Covenant to be removed from title and if the town was following this regulation, the direction that it sets, then we would say no.
2: No I have a question, and I'd like to put a motion forward to provide third reading to bylaw 1983 and an amendment to the land use bylaw number 1891. In favor. Passed.
0: Passed in law. <clears throat>
11: 1984 was to add stripping, filling, excavation and grading as a defined use within the land use bylaw and uh, enable administration to manage proposals to deal with any of those uh, activities prior to uh, an approved development. So a, a larger development, be it a, a single lot being developed or a subdivision area. Uh, so the bylaw defines stripping, filling, excavation and grading and we have actually updated Ever so slightly the definition that is proposed within the bylaw to read means any work, operation, or activity using motorized equipment that results in a disturbance of the earth, including, but not limited to the removal of soil of topsoil, creation of a stockpile, berming, excavating, trenching, backfilling, recontouring, and grading in excess of normal landscaping activities. This does not include earthworks for the purpose of natural resource extraction. Uh, so at the time of second reading. Council expressed some concerns about the reach with when this would be uh, a development permit issue that would come forward that we would require a development permit so administration has added some wording within the bylaw to uh, hopefully provide some clarity and additional direction Mm -hmm. so uh, within the section that uh, addresses when development permits are not required we have added the following wording when undertaking, so this is a development permit is not required for stripping, filling, excavation, and grading of land. When undertaking normal, soft, or hard landscaping activities, such as but not limited to loaming and seeding yard areas, planting tree, trees or shrubs, gardening on a developed block where these activities do not affect the swale of surface water or may cause existing surface soils to slough onto adjacent properties. In addition to the uh, section 20, which would be the general regulations for this use, we have also added the regulations contained within the section are intended to primarily intended to apply primarily to those situations where stripping, filling, excavation, and grading activities are proposed independent of or prior to another development to other development occurring on the same lot or site.
0: Most concerns with this particular definition is not here today. Is not the uh, counselor who had most of the concerns on this one was not is not here today. But I, looking at it, I'm wondering why you would it not be easier to I go to your four major issues. so you your idea is you would require a development permit if you wouldn't require a development permit if uh, the soils uh, are not contaminated and and might contribute to weed infestation don't create a traffic impact do not create a visual impact and do not create a drainage impact so
11: i see where you're going with that but the problem is that it's very hard to assess whether that would be the case without requiring the information that's part of the application
0: where was i going with that <laughs> <laughs> i
10: thought i knew where you were with
0: uh, like that <laughs> i just thought it made it simpler okay. uh, I, it's I,
1: it's pretty clear to me your worship okay. May not be there to you but uh, i would put a motion on the floor that we provide uh reading third reading to bylaw 1984 and amend the land use bylaw 1891 yes. Other a yes. question oh really
3: okay I, i'm just wondering um when you're describing uh, development permits not required uh section two if the phrase on a developed lot could be put at the beginning of that Whole paragraph rather than inside it so that the section two there p section two would start on a developed lot when undertaking normal blah 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 or maybe there's a reason that it's that way i'm just thinking the developed lot is kind of the important part there so it would bring it forth, but Do you, are you
11: comfortable with that yeah. I have no issues with that.
2: Seems fine. <laughs> I have one question, and then a more general question. What do you mean by the swale of surface water? Like, to me, and maybe I just don't understand all the different definitions yeah. of
1: swale. So, yeah, so, basically, a swale is just, uh, basically, the movement of one of a body of water from one location to another, whether
9: it and typically applies to uh, rainwater,
2: uh, where rainwater falls on the surface, where it's going to go, essentially is what we're defining there. So uh, a swale would be a uh, slope that takes that surface rainwater from point A to point B. So you're, here you're kind of using it as almost as a verb as opposed to, I think of a drainage swale, which is a very flat slope ditch that conveys water from one point
4: to the other. So.
2: Uh, if, see, in common civil engineering usage, it can be met yeah, I, I just never so okay with that. Okay. And I guess the other thing, and I'm not sure I would change it, having read that, trying to think about the work that I've been doing in landscape I'm, I'm not sure that I would understand whether or not I would need a development permit to do some of the stuff. If it's because I'm not sure if it, it's beyond what. Uh, ordinary people would consider normal or, or hard at, at landscaping and and maybe Like and I guess that's my concern someone would start and say well, I'm just landscaping and so they start doing stuff and then someone from the town Takes exception to it and say well, that's not landscaping. That's beyond that and and I don't know how you define it any tighter to do that other than
11: I think that, that just gets to the whole problem um, with how we permit development in general is that you kind of have to know that you need the permit and i think that that's certainly something that the town can look at improving on it in terms of our communication with our community and trying to communicate in general when you need a permit and that would be one aspect that we would try to have more information items on it's kind of on the to-do list in terms of our administrative practices it's just a matter of getting to it
2: you were suggesting more guidance documents or interpretive documents that would be available so people could read that, kind of explain them. More
4: public-friendly
11: documents, not not the technical stuff, but the hey, did you know information brochures, that sort of thing. I think we need to do more there, but that's not, that's a general statement about all of our development work. We need to do more there.
0: Okay, so what it sounds like is Deputy Mayor Manzer would like to make a friendly amendment to uh, Councillor
3: Needham's motion. Uh, sure. It's the same words, just different place thing. So, um, so can you, so tell me again. So the so
0: Councillor Needham's uh, motion was to uh, uh, to adopt. You go to third to you know to just third reading uh do third reading on this particular bylaw to bylaw 1984 your friendly amendment is to amend
3: which section um section uh, five two development permits not permitted part p part two that change to so that it starts on a developed lot and then when undertaking normal soft or hard landscaping and it continues on so that phrase is moved to the beginning rather than being in the middle of it I don't know if that's sufficient okay. to be does administration it. understand what's
0: requested yes. you accept that friendly amendment uh, you. all in favor of the uh, motion um, so the so we have another. Um, um, this is a this isn't a bylaw. This is a request for decision regarding a loan guarantee for the Peace River Sports Club, and I'm assuming that the director director the Parks and Rec uh, director will come.
7: And speak to the side. Your worshiping council presented to you this evening is bylaw 1988 for first reading to guarantee a loan for the Peace Country Sports Club. Uh, Administration had brought to council's request and attention in August um, a request from the sports club to essentially extend an existing loan that we are guarantee of a loan that we have in place for them however we recommended a new bylaw put in place for this process again just to guarantee the loan not to provide the loan um, as for the municipal government act uh, we are required to present this item as a bylaw, thus the process of advertising for two weeks would occur after first reading, petition period, and then the resulting information we brought back to council for final second and third reading. So administration proposes uh, to council to approve first reading of bylaw 1988 in a loan guarantee in the amount of $30,000 for the <coughs> Country Sports Club. So
0: we have to advertise
7: so we are required to advertise after first reading a
3: question um, suppose the sports club um, dissolved uh, within that four-year time period at death dissolution or however oh, that, yeah, yes. they'd still owe the money or what happened
7: they ideally they would pay off their loan prior to dissolving. If in the event that they dissolve, something should happen to the organization, yes, the town does take on the liability for that loan, hence the loan guarantee component of it, or the remainder of the loan. So they're a, they're,
0: they're a society. Correct. So uh, in, in the event that they dissolve, yes. what does their disposition clause state?
7: In their particular case, town of Peace River is the first um, Right of refusal in a sense, uh, as they are our leasee, and it is a requirement within the new lease policy and the new lease that they have just signed with us for we've only have assigned a one-year lease with them with option for renewal in terms of our discussions around the the new facility.
0: So I think I was just getting at. So they dissolve, they haven't paid off their loan, we seize their 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 assets will become ours.
7: Yes. That would be an option, correct?
2: Okay. Yes. Any idea what value
7: that is? Their assets? No, I honestly would be guessing. Um, Some of their equipment is fairly new, is what they were telling us, so.
0: I would expect if they had enough value in their equipment, it wouldn't lead us (laughs) to co sign the loan for them.
3: Okay, You're gonna make a motion. I will. Um, I move that the town of Peace River Council approve first reading of bylaw 1988, which is a loan guarantee in the amount of thirty thousand dollars to the Peace Country Sports Club. All in favor, thank you. I no don't despite the fact there
0: were people jumping up to make that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, there is no unfinished business, so we will quickly move to new business. And Ms. Honey has quickly resumed her spot at the presentation table. And uh so there is a request for decision regarding update to downtown revitalization grant application form and the standard is
11: okay so as council knows uh, we approved our first or we received and approved our first downtown revitalization grant uh this summer and that went well and it was a wonderful process except for that we definitely had a few things we wanted to change after having gone through it on our application form and with the standard agreement that we uh, signed with the person who receives the grant. So we have brought those forward to Council. When we initially did the policy, we attached the application form and the standard agreement as Schedules, Schedules, B and C, and similar to how the land use bylaw just had its forms unattached from the bylaw, we would like to do the same thing. So we don't have to come back here next time if we have any tweaks to make to our administrative processes. Uh, So that is what this is for. We've made some tweaks and we have included those for you to review, uh, but we would like to, from now on, not bring those back to council, rather that policy still remains something that is council's purview to review and approve. Um, We have only made changes to the policy to edit the references to the schedules of B and C so that it makes sense to not have those attached. But beyond that, the amendments or the changes to the application and to the standard agreement are simply to make them more usable and get all the information that administration needs to uh, to make the logical next steps with the application. I can take any questions.
3: So is the application form that we're looking at uh, within our documents? That's the new one.
11: That is the new one. That's right. Everything that's attached is the new version. Can you tell us maybe what was changed on it? You would ask. So I printed <laughs> the old version. Um, so some of the things. Honestly, the uh, actual application had been in draft form when we had put it into the policy, and we kind of forgot to update it before it got to council. So we've added a a deadline of October 15th, uh, preceding the first grant payment so that we have an annual time when we can advertise for one thing and when we know that we're dealing with grant applications. Uh, We've changed a bit of the verbiage around the tax roll number. Uh, We've added in the uh, new development or a new development or an upgrade to an existing development has occurred, yes or no. Just some of those key things to ensure that we've got uh, an application that qualifies. We've also added part three, all the promotion language uh, to help uh, the town continue to promote this grant program. We started our no Uh And then in terms of the, uh, the Schedule C, the standard agreement, Uh, The majority of the changes came in Article 4, and it was just based on how we were referring to the base year and the effective year, and making sure that that made sense. Because when we worked through it, actually, (coughs) with an application that we were trying to work with, some of it just didn't quite jive. I mean, the intent was correct, but the actual language was a little bit off. So, in terms of intent, I don't think that we've changed anything, but in terms of usability, we're making a few changes that improve it. Yeah.
6: On uh, 7.12, uh, just under over, is that person saying that she's supposed to be
11: there? No. And if we did unattach it, then we will immediately make that change and won't we'll have to bring it back to council for approval. Where are we looking here? 7.2. Under,
6: under down below 7.2 then it says town and peace river date date where the mayor signs where the cao signs and under landowner there's an actual landowner name on the form that i have online uh, i don't have that
11: i can show you so, it, it's six, on my screen yeah. 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 Oh, of... yes so that's an example of where we should definitely we're going to tweet that out right now sorry <laughs> <laughs> yes that would be not the intent here at all and we will absolutely remove that immediately and have a blank
2: <laughs> i think council to make motion i'll make a motion to accept it as amended
0: what's the amendment
2: to remove the lender name from the so,
0: so the, okay so motion A-Lish will be to uh, to approve the application form standard agreement and downtown revitalization grant program as presented uh songs s-a-n-s the uh, the should the name the name that appears on page
4: six of nine. All in favor? Uh,
0: community, the next item is a community service board membership uh, item. No, obviously Director Bell has roped a somebody note. into the community <laughs> services board. I'm not sure I'd use the
7: word rope. <laughs> Wrangled. So we want us
0: to approve Garrett Costrate and Cassidy Huber. Huber, yes. Yeah. And I think this is pretty straightforward. I don't think you need to... Uh, Unless, uh, I'm in here for your. You, you don't questions. You don't need to give us any background, or I think it's all, all in the resume unless you want to use this platform to appeal to people in podcast land to come out for community service. I you
4: think have more they're places? already on board.
7: I believe we have, we have an upcoming opening in November when the board chair is complete.
6: Uh, one
7: more yeah he's going to be at one more so we will at that time yeah
0: so mr ford seeing that you're on the community services board why don't you do the honors uh, of, uh, mm-hmm. of uh, making a motion to uh, to uh i guess what would the motion say uh, appoint Yes, Your Worship. I put
6: a motion on the floor to accept Community Services Board recommendation to appoint Garrett Cosgrave and Cassidy Huber to the Community Services Board's Board as members at large. All in favor? Thank you. Um is-
0: uh so the next item is uh, regarding the peace river child care association and this has to do with our land lease oh
7: yes um your worship and council i am back again for the peace river child care association lease um what has happened is It's an ever-evolving issue, unfortunately, and I'm really hoping this is the last uh, tweak. We have not been involved in a registering of a, in this particular case, it's called the leasehold registration on land titles. So we are the land holder, we are the primary, um, I'm losing the word, um, leasehold title. No, that's not correct. We are we own the property, Town of Peace River owns the property. We are attempting to register their lease to allow them to secure their mortgage. The problem that we've run into is land titles will not allow a partial or portion of a property, of a lot, to be registered. Even with legal meets and bounds which can we could get a surveyor out to do actual legal meets and bounds we had a CET do our meets and bounds for us Um, it's still legal in a sense however they will still not allow it they require subdivision approval for that portion of the lot this particular lot is completely awkward It is a long, narrow, rectangular piece of property. And when our planner looked at the property and spoke to her supervisor at MMSA, the chances of this property ever even being eligible for subdivision are very narrow. Um, The issue for subdivision approval is there is no access to, to the back lot. There's a utility easement on one side and private property on the other. Um, The easement is not formal access, so there's no road to the back portion of the property. So you can't (coughs) subdivide off a chunk of property you'll never truly have access to properly. Um, The other thing is, as soon as you subdivide, we're looking at offsite levy fees for that portion of the property. So there'd be a direct cost to the town. Therefore, looking at that major factor, the only other option is to lease the whole lot to the daycare as a whole. Um, They don't plan on extending their fence any further than they have now. However, you would offer them the whole lot for the lease.
4: I'm assuming that we, as a
0: town, have no use for that back piece of property at this time, or That's in great. the foreseeable future?
7: Yeah, we discussed this at the management team, and at the time, nobody found a purpose for it at that particular site. How big too. enough for a soccer Dewey. It's for a little teeny tiny. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Could you, two. in plain language, uh, kind of describe where this property is? is relative to the daycare building, maybe?
7: It literally is, if you go into the daycare parking lot, continues, thank you, um, into the trees. It literally narrows off. And I apologize, I think (laughs) the version I printed out, it did have a map in it, um, the previous one. But I was emailing back and forth at home and I think I printed the wrong version. Ailish and I were thought we had sorted out but now I'm reading it and I think I printed the wrong version. Um, so I give you the two motions of council in the document. The first motion saying yes we'll do uh, a portion of the lease or we'll come up with the boundaries of the lease. The second motion was the meets and bounds. Um, but what I'm asking for now is for us to say let's lease the whole and total lot to them. It won keeps their process moving forward because they're waiting. They're not able to put their mortgage on title and get that process finalized. And also there's no cost to the town directly for this option. Subdivision is not gonna be option for us.
2: To, like, I would assume that that just is part of the area that looks like the big common field between Springfield yes.
7: and. It's raised up on the sort of a Upper yeah, there's a little Yeah. So the existing daycare, um, I could pull it up on Google Maps if you wanted to see it. I would like to see it. You please. betcha. This is, this is the same
6: truck that we talked about when yep. we first were talking about that lease right in the back corner. Actually, I could just go to the So, Mr. McGrady, the tech
0: board accepted CET doing the uh, survey. What about a professional engineer? Here.
7: It it, it requires f- survey and subdivision, not one or the other. Well actually the
1: survey should be signed off by an ALS. There you go. <laughs>
4: I'll
7: just pull it up on the MMSA map. 'Cause
1: it's usually quick so and fast. I I I follow the the storyline here. So yeah. do we need the figurative we here? Does the town of Peace River the what we're about to do, should these either the Peace River decare or the sugar pump, should they provide us with a letter that clearly states they have they will not build a east west fence and then encumber children from going from the french school or from the north end of the playground to the south end of the playground basically so it becomes a free um a a free green space
7: yeah all right i could add that into the lease very easily um because
1: if they put a fence there it would (coughs) it would fracture that free movement of
11: that's correct of a large playground
1: yeah so you don't want to fence on one the uh once the map comes up your wish it might be a better picture. but it would I, i'm speculating that if they if this motion passes then perhaps somebody at the daycare could just simply say well we'll we'll, we'll fence the said property well no I, I i'm not supportive of having them fence the said property as described here nor i'm in favor of them having extending a single fence from their building straight east so Currently, what they have for fence is fine, as long as they don't expand it. And I presume when you get Google Earth up, it'll show up, and uh, so what what they have is sufficient.
7: And actually, that actually brings up a very good point. What we could do is put a note in the lease that they must um, fence as per the meets and bounds, because that's what they're doing. Um, However, we'll lease the whole lot to them, overall they that, that sense. yes and i'll have to be careful with some of that wording because i don't want land titles to reject it again so but we'll take a look at it uh, but I, there's no reason why we can't make a reference to the fence following the meets and bounds which therefore so requires can you move your see. arrow
3: where oh, where would the meets and bounds be um, sort of well.
7: right approximately here okay the building doubled in size mm-hmm. to about where, see this was their little outdoor shelter. Um, so it's probably approximately right about yonder. Almost half of the lot. And it, this is why the subdivision is so awkward because here you can see the gap between the two properties. So that's the easement to this location there. Um, but it just, it, it's a narrow, odd,
0: location. So uh, do you want me to go closer? So Mr. Needham you want there to be uh access between what the French school and the English school?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: is, is it that? Shape, shape. it's It's, almost, it's almost like it. Catholics and Boston
13: together. It's almost that bad <laughs>
1: have heaven help us if they ride the same school bus
2: <laughs> It does make sense to do that, you know, because mm-hmm. I can see some future they say we dispense that up and we can just contain our little kitties within yeah. our expanded boundary, which I don't think we want to do. I think the yeah. and counselor needed we want to be able
7: to allow school children to pass from one yeah. to the other. Very good idea. Absolutely. We can add that. So it just as a note in terms of your motion then just to it'd be good to reflect that through the motion that fencing would be on the meets and bounds and otherwise releasing the entire lot so do you want to give that a kick at the 10
1: Mr. Yeah. in terms of the wording yeah um, you could put it down at the end uh, read
0: it all off and then and put something with the proviso that Fencing be restricted to the meets and
7: bounds. yes yeah. all right the um, previous motion of meets and bounds and then we can link it back is that fair
0: to and then put to ensure uh unencumbered transition between uh the
1: adjacent adjacent school properties right. i certainly hope uh Senior administrator Alish is able to keep up with this one, so my motion would be uh, uh, that the town of Peace River lease to the Peace River Child Care Association all the property of lot one block eleven plan six seven two two November Yankee municipally described as seven five zero one nine nine Street Peace River for the purposes of the. Sh- sugar plum tree daycare center um, the follow-on is the daycare shall provide fencing for the leaps and bounds as described as previously described that sounds a little awkward um, I wanted to just
0: put after daycare center with the proviso that fencing be restricted to the Leaps or and Leaps and Bounds, ba- Leaps and Bounds, meets. 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 Not the leaps meets. and Bounds, <laughs> Description, uh, provided when, provided uh, where?
7: In previous motion.
0: In previous or, mo- motion. Is that enough though?
7: Or should we pull the actual motion number? Could we insert the motion number?
0: Yeah. Okay. As provided in motion yeah, That correct.
7: And oh no,
11: that was the motion.
7: There's been many motions that. Not the one. So you got the description right above the resolution.
0: Yeah, and I just didn't have the motion number yeah. on that description. Uh, yeah. You can put the motion number in there and just say so as. For the previous motion by Council Member yeah. such and such, um, and and ensured that there be unencumbered, uh, act, uh transition between un, yeah transition between the two adjacent school properties. Is that good enough for you, Mr. Chairman?
1: If uh, Senior Administrator Eilish has captured that last sentence, uh, that is perfectly good with me. Hey, Oliver. very
0: Thank you very much. <laughs> so, uh, we have a request for sponsorship from the Peace Regional Dance Society.
10: Good evening, Your Worship and Council. I'm here to present to you a request from the Peace Regional Dance Society uh, for uh, sponsorship, for this, <coughs> excuse the annual Denim and uh, Diamonds Gala. Uh, the Peace River Dance Society is holding the first Denim and Diamonds Gala on September 24th at the Capital Conference Center. It is a fundraising event, and everyone will include a uh, plated three-course meal, live entertainment, dance, uh, and auction. Uh, the group is asking for a sponsorship contribution of $500. Earlier this year, the uh, Dance Society received a grant of $2,000 from the grant, uh, Council Grant to Groups Fund to support uh, the hosting of a regional dance festival. Currently, $49,409 has been allocated from the $50,000 amount budgeted for Council Grants to Groups. Uh, administration is recommending that uh, no sponsorship for the uh, first annual Denim and Diamonds Gala. Um, That's that's our recommendation. Okay.
0: Okay, any questions? They did receive the sponsorship for sharing. this year. This year, two so thousand. Oh. Okay, so uh, uh, maybe Can we just say uh, accept it for information, or should we actually?
3: Uh, They're making a request, so we have to. Okay.
0: Okay, I, would, I would a motion be... to deny the request then. Or accept the request. I put a motion on the floor. Request for funds um, be denied. Okay. All in favor? Send them a nice little letter that says, sorry, we don't have any
4: money.
3: Well, also, yeah, that the previous sponsor. Oh, yeah, yeah, anyway. I just might want to mention
0: that so we, we were generous last time. Um. This now takes us to. Uh, are are you dealing with the reserve policy?
4: Oh, oh, that's um, above my pay <laughs> <laughs>
14: to do this electronically and not waste paper, so you have to just bear with me for a second while I find uh, the report. So this is something that uh, Council saw um, last week at GMP, and we talked about the reserve policy came forward for discussion. Um, and based on the comments received <coughs> from Council at the time and direction, um, which were to clearly identify. Um, a couple of reserves have had dedicated funding sources such as the Neighborhood Infrastructure Renewal Program, Arena Funding and Safe Communities Initiative. Um, those have been added um, as discrete policies or discrete reserves um, within the policy. So the new reserves are listed. Um, these would be dedicated reserves because they have funding uh, dedicated to uh, match the um, uh, specific programs, and would only be used as such. So, um, again, other than that, the um, policy is substantially the same as as the one you saw last week.
0: So what? Uh, Where's the actual recommendation? Oh yeah. The station recognized that council approve the reserve policy. Okay. Questions, comments, answers. Very good. i even entertain a motion on this
3: side. So just to be clear, maybe, um, so we, what we're looking at are the discretionary reserves and the dedicated
14: reserves on the schedule eight. Is that correct? That's correct. On page 71 of 124.
3: So, um, I think maybe mine's page 79 or something, but maybe I have missed other stuff. The page 75 one, which is in nice blue and colors, operating in capital reserves, those are
14: in or out? So those are those are part of the report okay. um, which basically shows what we um, have now against what is anticipated and, and those are are listing the old reserves and so for example under the capital reserves it shows okay well there's an airport reserve a common services equipment reserve transportation and engineering reserve um, those would all be just become a general capital reserve so those are more for illustrative purposes and. Then anything else, the actual reserves will be shown under the Schedule A portion of the reserve policy.
2: And so, within that, someplace I read that you were talking about having like tracking within the broader reserve. You're not even doing that now; it's just going to go into big pot
14: then. So, yeah. Generally, under the general capital reserve, yes. So, um, again. Existing or previous reserves, you know, there's real no reason to to uh, you know, dedicate those towards, example, there's an IT reserve. You know, that would just become part of a general capital reserve. Um, funds would go into a general capital reserve and they'd be used for general capital purposes for, for funding purposes. Again, it provides greater flexibility and fewer restrictions when looking for funding sources for capital programs. I guess
2: I just my concern would be if you had something like my view and like maybe in the street that like the green projects reserve, you know, back when Mayor Kelly was on, they set aside money specifically for green projects, you know, down, you know, energy retrofits, that kind of stuff. Um, so that money would just go back and it could go to recreation or and
14: water then. You could or whatever council feels is appropriate at that time.
0: I uh, make a motion to accept the uh, administration's recommendation to uh, approve the reserve policy as presented. All in favor? Yes? Thank you. Um, didn't make much of our case, Mr. Ver argument for, for the rest of us to hold in. The,
2: do it because I missed the PG meeting where this discussed and that's where the discussion should happen so but again i still would rather see stuff broken out more rather get lumped in together because I've seen what happens when big pots get rolled in together okay um the next
0: item uh is Mr. Dietrich is going to ask us to proclaim Sister and Spirit Day And actually, your your briefing note had a second briefing note right behind it for muscular dystrophy.
13: Oh, okay.
1: Are we doing them as 2
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's deal with both of them,
11: so you don't have to bounce around like a jackpot. So, uh, yeah, once again, uh, the Peace River Aboriginal Interagency Committee is requesting that we declare October 4th uh, Sisters in Spirit Day in Peace River. Um, did this last so
0: year. i, I got to take a phone call, but is this going to be tr- during the AUMA week? October 4th? Yes. And if it's during AUMA week, is there a way we could get these, get uh, the sponsoring agency to do it another day because they, they want council attendance, they like council attendance. Plus, there's uh, they
11: want to place in the rock that might be difficult because the October 4th date is part of a national remembrance day. But this is a Saturday, right? Uh, yeah, so All right. no, it
0: isn't. Know. No, so. uh, what's Can you or something?
3: it's a Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday. tuesday They're usually have
11: this on the Saturday. it's october the 4th every year
4: uh, okay so
3: uh, for the october 4th date uh, any other concerns somebody want to make a motion
0: Some a little concerned or er- confused, I guess. They want us to declare the day, but they also want us to be there
7: to basically
0: for press coverage. and.
7: Uh, usually they
11: have an opportunity for people to speak, so they'll invite local MLA, local MP, um, political leaders from the First Nations communities and offer an opportunity for people to speak. Last is year, there somebody
0: from administration that could attend if, if the council is not? Maybe, Mr.
3: Ford, are you available?
0: We uh,
11: do. We could also enable somebody to attend and worry about the specifics of we could mm-hmm. after the fact. Uh, I think it's around noon. I can make that. I did not put the time of date on it.
6: Four thirty. Oh, we can definitely make that work. <laughs>
3: okay so we're being asked to proclaim the the day we're being asked to participate in the walk and we're being asked for someone to um, make uh, to speak at the event probably at riverfront park Mm -hmm. anyone want to make a motion
6: Uh,
0: make a motion to accept um, administration's recommendation uh, to approve, um, to have council proclaim October fourth, 2016, Sister, Sisters in Spirit Day in Peace River and authorize, um, enable. enable, right, uh counselor to attend. And speak on behalf of the town. All in favor?
10: Must (laughs) speak (laughs) there. You
14: want me to roll into
0: the next one? I must go. Who is. So it's just, Terry, you're not going to AEMA.
7: I'm not.
14: Oh, okay.
0: And Tanner won't be going to UMA. so any three of you could. I am going. Oh, you're going? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Getting on the party bus going in. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, Mr. Ford loves doing those speeches. So. Yeah. <laughs> I
14: can't help with this one, too. Okay, good show.
11: Next. Uh, so, the next one would be to proclaim uh, the month of September as Muscular Dystrophy Month in Peace River as part of a national awareness campaign. I uh, did some cursory digging and, in fact, turned out in the 2008 Peace River Council proclaimed Muscular Dystrophy Month in September, but I can't tell if we've done it since...
3: So I would move that uh, Peace River Town Council proclaim September as the muscular dystrophy month for Peace River.
0: So, um, do we have uh, individuals who suffer from muscular dystrophy in the town of Peace River? So are are we going to highlight this particular month or are we going to have a bit of a you know, make a big deal out of the Signing the
11: proclamation? I'm looking at you, Mr. We can. We can. Um, So, who who would we invite for something like that? That's a good question. The request came from a national organization, so I'd have to find somebody local, but it sounds like. There's an MS trail ride
3: each uh, uh, year, and perhaps somebody from that organization would. Yeah. I
1: can ask around.
0: Actually, uh, there's an individual by the name of Ms. Valerie Difference that uh, that does a lot of work on uh, on most So I'll uh, I'll ask her. Even a, a caregiver would be a great person to be able to speak to the situation
11: okay. we're personal, yeah. because we're very Yeah. You guys are talking to different things. Okay?
0: Oh,
3: sorry. <laughs> I had Ms. instead of MD.
4: Yeah.
3: Sorry. Oh. Leave call comment.
0: Okay, we'll see what we can do. I might set something up. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, can we vote on that? No? No. All in favor? Okay. Um, another proclamation signing request regarding parachutes. Is that you, Mr. Dietrich? No.
14: Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it is. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's your passion or are you uh, looking for a golden parachute <laughs> <laughs> that's why i got a
11: gentleman uh this request been received to declare october 16th to the 22nd as national teen driver safety week um again this is also a request from a national organization uh i guess they're seeking some support from canada's municipalities to promote uh teen driver safety might be a good opportunity to promote our involvement in the uh, party program
0: Thank you. So, uh, does anybody want to make a motion on this one?
6: Okay. No, mo- uh, motion on the floor, Your Worship, to declare October 16th, 22nd, 2016 as National Team Driver Safety Week. It's appropriate that the youngest member on council, actually, I think
0: Vicky is the youngest member. Yeah, the second youngest member on council, so it's appropriate that you make that motion. All in favor. <laughs> um, the next item is a request for a decision, and this is an encroachment agreement. Um, so who's speaking to this one? Nobody?
1: But that, uh, your worship. Um, what this yeah. is, is oh, sorry, what this is is uh, is a, um, an encroachment on a couple of different properties. Um, that house on the Town of Peace Rivers right away. Uh, when we did a well, what a real property report was done, we discovered that uh, basically uh, these encroachments had occurred, and uh, therefore, because we had just discovered it, we have to. Uh, actually have these registered here so I, I believe it's a annual fee
6: of $20 per year for the encroachment fee um that's it that's it sorry you. any
3: questions on this one? no so i will move that um Town staff started procedure to allow an encroachment agreement to take place for lots eleven, twelve, block five, plan one, pardon, plan seven, one, five, two, BA.
2: So does that affect any other properties on that block? Yeah, there's I think there's a total of three properties that's that covers it all. Okay.
0: Next one will be a uh, uh, administration is looking for a request for a decision regarding public auction
14: of land. That's correct, Your Worship. So um, it's that time of year where we do our tax sales for um, properties that are delinquent in their tax payments of uh, two plus years. Uh, this year coming up, there's one such property that we are intending to put up for tax sale and public auction. And the intent of this report is for council to set the minimum or reserve bid amount and then some other um, uh, administrative items around that. i um, not gonna go into the report a whole bunch. Um, you've probably seen these every year for the last couple of years. Um, but there are certain sections of the Municipal Government Act that uh, specifies what we, we have to do around the tax sale process. Um, and again, in this case, it's. It's uh, around the minimum bid, so we did set the minimum bid for this property because there is a financial responsibility that the town um, must try to act in um, the interests of the existing property owner um, by trying to afford that owner a uh, fair value for for their property. So, property sold at tax sale, the town. Um, is given the tax portion of of the payment. Um, Any other uh, liens or encumbrances against the property are ruled out or dealt with um, on behalf of the town, um, if there are any, and then the balance goes to the the property owner. Um, So in this case, the recommendation is that council uh, set the reserve bid for the parcel in question at the assessed value. Which is the best indicator we have of fair market value for that property of three hundred and fifteen thousand dollars six hundred and ten. The uh, council appoint the chief administrative o- officer to act as auctioneer, and the administration be authorized to take title to the property if it is not sold at auction, and having done so, add the property to the list of town properties owned uh, to try to resell. Where is this property? What part of town? This property is, I actually don't know the uh location. The, um, anyone help me out which, which street that is? Uh, Here we go. Here's the, the, the map, map mob, sir. Excellent. We, we could do that also. Yes, that, that'd be nice.
1: So, well, uh, well, Mr. Google is coming up. Uh, I'll interject. So, a said party comes in at dinner time on 22nd with a check for some of of his taxes is 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 that option still there or this this is a for sure exercise
14: i will accept any option by a resident or taxpayer um, up until the last up until the very last minute if they if they could guarantee um, either full payment or some type of payment plan um, I'd be willing to... So that auctions right up until
1: the 11th hour? That, then. that,
14: that is my intention. Okay. I'd rather work with a resident or a property owner and try to get them to keep their property than to, than to go through this process with them. Is the
4: one?
3: Where? Can you put the cursor over again?
14: 99th Street.
7: Okay. That's the building right there? Yeah. Yep. Number thirteen and fourteen. Oops. Oh, okay. okay. Hmm. I pull up the ownership, but that might be there. a voice issue, so i Yes, yeah, so I was I was
14: kind of hesitant to to do that. Um, um okay. it's right behind the um, radio station uh, uh, building almost. Yep your clinic oh. um, mental health yeah mm-hmm. so one. a motion on this one um please for the recommendation that sets the bid amount in the other administrative items
13: <coughs> somebody else right
2: i'll make a motion to, to uh, accept the recommendation and set the reserve bid as follows for lot thirteen and fourteen block two plan 5255 B D, the reserve bid of $315,610. Uh, secondly, to appoint the chief administrator, administrative officer to act as auctioneer, and number three, to her administration be authorized to take title to the property if it is not sold at the public auction and D, to add the property to the list of town owned properties for sale
0: all in favor of councilman's motion thank you uh i think we actually discussed with item 10 is there uh which was the uh to proclaim september as buster district requirement so i think that takes us through new business uh, into your reports there are more check registries uh, do the counselors have any questions regarding the, those check registries
3: Mayor, is it possible that administration could um, provide a an up-to-date, um, I guess, statement of how global traffic has affected the plus and minuses on our town accounts at some point in the future? Yep. Yeah.
1: I don't have any questions I would just put a motion on the floor to accept August um, 8th, 15th, 19th, and 23rd check registries as presented. Okay. All in favor.
0: The second item under reports is uh, uh, there's an RCMP email along with with stats uh, for the area. So um, any, there's no one here from the RCMP to, uh, to ask any questions regarding these, uh, uh, to direct these questions. to, I suppose you could direct it to administration and they could endeavor to uh, find the answers
2: for you. Menu May I put a motion on the, the table to accept the RSMP statistics for July for information? Great. Okay. all in right, third. Okay.
0: Uh, now we go through uh, the information section. There's a thank you card from T.A. Norris uh, School and Union Committee. Um, there's a thank you uh, note from the Mighty Peace Watershed Alliance. For the uh, 2016 rain barrel fundraiser, there's a thank you note from the Peace Regional Business Action Group for uh, our funding of the Mighty Peace Street Festival 2016. Um, um, do, are there any of those thank yous that anyone wants to underscore for any reason? No, no. There's a media release. Alberta Museums Association announces the Robert R. James Award for Social Responsibility, and this was a an award. Uh, uh, why don't I get from uh, museum board member Terry Sawchuk to to speak to this particular item? Uh, it was an award given our local museum, I understand. It is, and this is one I think that we discussed at last meeting. Um, It's being presented at their conference in September 15th, I believe, in Calgary. And representatives from the museum will be there uh, to accept the award. And it was in recognition of of their work to integrate social responsibility in all aspects of museum practice. Was there anything uh, specific Uh, that we should highlight? Uh, that was uh, particularly... uh, particularly I think they looked at a number of things uh, that the museum has uh, tried to focus on over the last couple years. Um, A lot of uh, uh, indigenous uh, interaction, I guess, uh, particularly highlighted again by the uh, blanket that just uh, finished up their presentation here in town, but um, also they noted the museum a- exhibitions have focused on current topics relevant to the community local, local artists, artists that are often approached with hesitancy, including mental health and wellness, and the lasting impacts of residential schools. In order to make the community's history meaningful and accessible, in addition, the museum has nurtured relationships and practices that grow and positively impact their community, ranging from providing interpretation at local events to offer to offering gallery space space to a local a different local artist each month. So these were some of the uh, some of the items that the. the, the uh, board or committee uh, making the award uh, noted in their letter so, um, so that was that's actually a pretty uh, pretty noteworthy award I hope the uh, hope the press will pick up on that the Robert R James award being awarded to the Beach River uh, Regional is it regional museum or just Peace River Museum? Kenzie Archives. Okay. Peace River Museum Archives and the Kansas Center. So the minutes of the Municipal Planning Commission have, have also been attached. Is there anything noteworthy there, Mr. Sutcher? I think there was only one thing on the agenda meeting. And, uh, pretty quick and uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Deputy of Alberta Health wrote me back, thanking me for my letter of July 26 regarding midwifery services. And um, the government is recognizing the contribution of midwives, they're committed to supporting midwifery as an option. Uh, there there are funded through the Alberta Health Services global budget uh, which allows AHS to integrate midwifery services in the health services plan uh, they do know to achieve this it's important for AHs to coordinate efforts with health care service providers in the in the region uh, they have monies in their budget um, this there is work underway to uh, develop this service capacity um, however they uh, they don't in this letter commit to, to putting this the midwifery money into the town of peace river but they do note that if we would like more information regarding midwifery services in alberta that we Can contact Annika Sharp, who's the director of Provincial Midwifery Services. Uh, And uh, so the next item was uh, the Miserable Miles Outdoor Obstacle Challenge. I believe that you have taken have made note of this, Deputy Mayor Mazur. So, is there any? Uh, Would you like to underscore this information? Um, Well, I understand that
3: they have at least uh, 70 registrants as of today, so it's going to be a pretty big deal. I hope the weather cooperates and uh, they don't slug it out too much running into a bear or deer up the misery mountain. uh, Okay,
0: and uh, it's
3: being held, uh, did you mention this? It's being held when? It's coming Saturday, September 17th? Yep. September 17th is Saturday.
0: And individuals, or you can enter as an individual or a team of two to four at $15 per person. And registration forms are available at Fitness on the Go, uh, OT Sports, or you can find it online at The Running Room. So... Uh, <coughs> Mr. Ford, I'm expecting to see you out there
6: competing. <laughs> I will be. I'll be flying the drone for the organization. <coughs> uh, uh,
0: we also have a the bottom information regarding neighborhood infrastructure renewal
3: program funding. Uh-huh. Can we ask questions about that one? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm not sure. I understand the chart as to how the cost and the funding works.
14: I'm probably just reading it incorrectly, but can somebody clarify? So I will try to clarify again, just because it wasn't very clear um, when council approved the amount for the 2016 work, which will actually happen next year. Um, But this will clarify um, what our intention is from a budget point of view. So again, council approved um, going ahead with the the project option four at the time, which was just under 2.1 million dollars all round up, um, just because it's easier than saying the exact number. Uh, but then there was discussion about well, how is this funded? How is the existing funding? How is the new funding uh, work for the program? So again. Um, million dollars was budgeted for the 2016 program of which $800,000 was from the tax levy amount and $400,000 was identified as MSI funding. Um, Counselors indicated that that wasn't the intent of the program Um, so I wasn't here for that portion of the capital budgeting process but again gauging council's interest in seeing matching funds. Um, This is informational Uh, Going ahead. So, what what we plan to do um, next year, well, actually, this year when we present the capital budget for approval, um, is kind of look at this as a two year um, type of program and funding arrangement. So, in 2016, um, there was $800,000 coming from the levy and $400,000 from MSI money. Uh, Next year, again, we'll have that same amount $800,000 from the levy with $1.2 million coming from MSI or federal gas tax monies over a two-year horizon. Um, I think I'm seeing a math problem there. 32 is not equal to, to 3.6 million. It's funny how I did that about two times and didn't realize it before then. Um So again, just, just to get to the intention, part it is our intention to show a two year horizon for the neighborhood infrastructure renewal program which shows matching funds so 2016 was underfunded from from an external uh, funding point of view 2017 will will catch up just so we intend to do um either 3.2 or 3.6 million dollars worth of work in 2016 2017 and the funding will be 50% from the tax levy, 50% from for some other fund. Um, and if my numbers had added up, this would have been a really nice report, so I could see why there'd be a little bit of confusion. So <laughs> would, why wouldn't
0: we, uh, or at least for illustrative purposes, also
14: show the uh, 2015 April renewal? Well, that project has come and gone and is fully funded, so was there matching was it matched um actually that was almost um entirely msi money oh was it it was it was predominantly msi money there. well was.
0: we should have probably then put it in there so that we can we can show that uh, overall we're we're matching yeah the, the neighborhood renewal stuff with, with with at least one to one if not more the original desire was to do uh like dollars external sources and one dollar neighborhood renewal. Uh, we should be showing how how these monies are being
14: matched or not matched. We could do a more comprehensive report to the program since its inception to show, to show what's happened um, both in the past and projecting it out a little bit. That's, that's uh, as a communication tool, that's something we can put together pretty easily to show residents what the bang for the buck is um, when you look at the levy versus external funding sources to um, do some of the program. Absolutely. So, okay, so in
3: 2016, if everything had gone well, we would have spent $800,000 um, from the levy and 400000 from gas and MSI. That's correct. Okay. And... So we had 1.2 there. I get that. Then 2017, we spent a little bit of the 1.2. So 2017, everything being well, we'd have about another 800,000 and another 400,000. If the the numbers match the
14: same or not? Well, we don't Are want it the, We don't want the numbers to match the same since since in 2016. It wasn't a one-to-one relationship between our money and external funding. So we're making that up in 2017. So over the two years, do we have um,
3: um, 1.2 times 2? two?
14: 2.4 over the two years? No, it's 3.2 over the two years. The number that is incorrect is the cost number, of the $1.5 million under the 2017 program, that should be $1.1 million, not $1.5. Because we know we have funding of $3.2 million, mm-hmm. $1.6 million of ours, and a minimum of $1.6 million of MSI or gas tax money. So we know that we have $3.2 million over the two years. We've committed 2.1 dollars heading into the next fiscal year, so there's another $1.1 million for the 2017 um, portion of the program. Okay, so and the other caveat against
3: all this is there's no venturing to make
14: this program work. Then uh, under this model, and this doesn't consider other potential funding sources that we could consider. Um, again, as we get as we get ahead of the curve on some of these, so let's say budget or council approves the capital budget sometime in December, you know there might be an opportunity for us to try to apply for um, other grant programs. Through federal or provincial programs to try to again leverage uh, their external money. So, this is sort of the um, unlikely, or I don't want to say worst case scenario, but the worst case scenario from a funding point of view. But there could be other um, potential funding, you know, in, under programs. I'm not going to say like likelihood of that, but again, this is sort of the minimum funding amount. Uh, good. Okay. As,
0: are you okay with that, Deputy you At uh, this particular instant of time, yes, I am. Sounds like there needs to be another
14: memo put out, though, right? That's correct? Yeah, so So again, um, I think the uh, comment that we could look at the entirety of the program and say, well, since day one, what have we actually spent and done? Um, that's probably good. Um, um, background piece of information for council and the public um, as we head into the upcoming budget session.
0: Okay. So we
14: have eight informational items. Uh,
0: if I could get a motion to, uh, to accept for information items uh, uh, 10.1 through 10.8, inclusive for
2: information. I'll make that motion be be right
3: up All in favor. Mr. Mayor, if I could interrupt, um, are you at some point today going to ask about councillor reports or is that another topic? Okay, because I sort of went to a previous thing that I'd like to say something about. You we're going to give you the floor, Deputy Mayor Mather. Okay, thank you very much. I attended uh, the PREDA meeting in Manning on behalf of Mr. Needham and uh, one of the key uh, reports that came out of that meeting was a retail gap analysis for both the Northwest region which is all of the um, municipalities that belong to Preta and Rita and also um, individual reports including one for Peace River and I would like to suggest that um, administration be directed to contact the writer of the report and um, determine how the report writer might uh, help both um, Chamber of Commerce and uh, Peace River Town Council understand that report. So, uh, could you boil that down from the motion, to your Mayor Ramsey? I would like to move that administration be directed to contact um, Cushing Terrell Architecture and the person's name is kiron hunt k-i-e-r-o-n and ask mr hunt to um, make arrangements to talk with uh, town council and chamber of commerce about the peace river regional gap analysis so
0: are you wanting the guy to make a presentation to our council or do you want him to Roll out a
3: program or? I think maybe administration could figure that out with him whether it's uh, um, chamber and town council come to the same meeting room and he talk over the phone system or if it's possible for him to come from Vancouver which might be a little expensive well we
0: we uh, well there's always Skype uh, <laughs> and we do have optic fiber in this community um, I'm thinking that we uh, promoted the retail gap analysis through uh, Light Cardinal. So uh, really, it should be Light Cardinal comes out and makes that presentation. And they could perhaps get this individual to, uh, to uh, think, show up on Skype. Again, I think that that, that was part of the, uh, the issue, is that Light Cardinal itself wasn't very satisfied with the product. And uh the Chamber of Commerce wasn't so very happy and I don't think he should be either actually. Um, so I'm not sure where cardinal was going with that, whether they're going back to this guy or not. I don't know. It wasn't at the meeting, so yeah.
3: that yes, yeah. did not come up at preta at all, but I don't know. McCardinal maybe wasn't there. Uh yeah, it's kinda of funny. Uh
0: i could you withdraw your motion or something
4: like that we do have another
0: lacardo meeting coming up on the 28th on on the 19th sounds like your motion might be a bit premature
3: okay as long as it doesn't get kind of lost i I do know that chamber of commerce they weren't able to attend the prida meeting and they did have questions i know they did Yeah. And maybe we need a copy of it to look at too. And I think that was forthcoming from Greta, is what I
4: understood. I we already had a copy. Was the copy not presented to the
0: administration? I think you sent me a draft, but it wasn't presented to the council. No, to administration on that.
3: So, meanwhile, I, I could withdraw my motion at this point in time.
0: Okay. I'll follow up on uh, the 19th and find out from my card on where they're going with this. Okay. Uh, So that was a nice little discussion. Uh, Any notices of motion, Mr. Parker? There are
1: none, Your Worship.
0: Okay. uh, So, uh, comments from the public? since the large gaggle, gaggle of the public left we've had a few more faces show up do you want to make any comments <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> my, my
7: <coughs> delegation
4: isn't <new>. here <laughs> okay okay uh we will now uh